Hare Krishna. Good morning to everyone. Welcome to Sri Sri Radha Kalachanjidam, Dallas, Texas. Srimad Bhagavatam discourse this morning. My name is Rupa Nogadas. Nice to know that there are a lot of people with us. Some who are present here in our temple compound, others listening in from some distance. This morning's reading will be uh, continuing uh, with the ninth chapter of the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the chapter entitled The Passing Away of Bhishmadeva. And we will be addressing text number 44. So, if you would like, you can prepare and read along with us. First, we will invoke the blessings and presence of the Supreme Lord. Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Jaya Gopi Janavallabha Girivaradhari Dasuranandana Brajajana Ranjana Dasuranandana Brajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Yamunatira Manachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Bihari. I go to Pramananda, Hari Hari Go. Jayom Vishnu Pada Paramahansa Parivitaka Charja Hasto Tarasatta Sri Srimad His Divine Loving Grace of Hai Charanaravinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ghi. Jayom Vishnu Pada Paramahansa Padivajaka Charja Hasto Tarasatta Sri Srimadis Divine Grace Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Gosami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Anantakoti Vaishnavrinda Ki 
Iskan BBT Fandra Charja Srila Prabhupada Ki. Iskan Guru Parambra Ki. Sri Rupa Sri Sanatan Bhattaraganat Sri Jeeva Gopal Bhattadasaraganat Sat Goswami Prabhu Ki. Nama Charja Srila Haridas Thakur Ki. Premzikaho Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda. Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gora Bhaktarinda Ki. Shishi Radha Krishna, Gopa Gopinath, Shamakun Radha Kun, Giri Govardhana Ki. Shri Vandavandam Ki. Shri Maturadam Ki. Shri Jagannath Puridam Ki. Shri Shri Radha Kalachanjidam Ki. Ganga Devi Ki. Jamunamai Ki. Tulsi Devi Ki. Bhakti Devi Ki. Samaveda Bhakta Vrinda Ki. Brihat Madanga, Transcendental Book and Prasadam Distribution of Geek. Natai Gora Premananda, Hari Hari Bowl, all glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Namo Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pistaya Bhutale, Shumati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane. Namaste Saraswati Deve, Godavani Pacharine, Nivisha Shunyavari, Pasatade Shitarine. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam namaskritya naram chaivanarottamam devim sarasvatim yasun tato jayam odirayat nasta preshva badreshun nityam bhagavata sevaya bhagavati utamashloke bhakti bhavari nastiki patrasimad bhagavatam ki jai. Once again, this morning's text is coming from the first canto, ninth chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled, The Passing Away of Bhishmadev, text number 44. We'll chant word for word the Sanskrit. Sampadyamanam Agyaya Bhishmam Brahmani Nishkale Sarve Babuvus Te Tushnim Vayam Shiva Dinatyaye. Now we'll chant it in the meter that it's written in. Sampadyamanamagyaya Bhishmam Brahmani Nishkale Sarve Bhub Sarve Babhuvuste Tusnim Vayam Shiva Dinatyaye Sampadya manamagyaya 
भीष्म भ्रमणी निष्काले सर्वे Sampadhyamanamagyaya Bhishmam Brahmane Nishkale Sarve Babhu Vusteshtushnam Vayam Shiva Dinatyaye Sampadya manamagyaya Bhishmam Brahmani Nishkale Sarve Babu Vuste Tushnim Vayam Shiva Dinadyaye Word-for-word translation, Sampadyamanam, having merged into, Agyaya, after knowing this, Bhishmam, about Sri Bhishmadev, Brahmani, into the Supreme Absolute, Nishkale, unlimited. Sarve, all present. Babuvu, te, all of them became. Tushnim, silent. Vayam Shiva, like birds. Dina Atyaye, at the end of the day. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada Ki. Knowing that Bhishma Dev had merged into the unlimited eternity of the Supreme Absolute, all present there became silent like birds at the end of the day. Repeat with me, please. Knowing that Bhishmadev had merged into the unlimited eternity of the Supreme Absolute, all present there became silent, like birds at the end of the day. And purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. This is quite a long purport, almost a page long. Ashila Prabhupada. To enter into or to become merged into the unlimited eternity of the Supreme Absolute means to enter the original home of the living being. The living beings are all component parts and parcels of the Absolute Personality of Godhead. 
and therefore they are eternally related with him as the servitor and the served. The Lord is served by all his parts and parcels, as the complete machine is served by its parts and parcels. Any part of the machine removed from the whole is no longer important. Similarly, any part and parcel of the absolute detached from the service of the Lord is useless. The living beings who are in the material world are all disintegrated parts and parcels of the supreme whole, and they are no longer as important as the original parts and parcels. There are, however, more integrated living beings who are eternally liberated. The material energy of the Lord, uh, called Durga Shakti, or the superintendent of the prison house, takes charge of the disintegrated parts and parcels, and thus they undergo a conditioned life under the laws of material nature. When the living being becomes conscious of this fact, he tries to go back home, back to Godhead, and thus the spiritual urge of the living being begins. The spiritual urge is called Brahma Jigasya, or inquiry about Brahman. Principally, this Brahma Jigasya uh, is successful by knowledge, renunciation, and devotional service to the Lord. Jnana, or knowledge, means knowledge of everything, of Brahman, the Supreme. Renunciation means detachment of material affection. And devotional service is the revival by the practice of the original position of the living being. The successful living beings who are eligible to enter into the realm of the Absolute are called Jnanis, the yogis and the bhaktas. The jnanis and yogis enter into the impersonal rays of the Supreme, the Brahmajyoti, but the bhaktas enter into the spiritual planets known as the Vaikuntas. In these spiritual planets, the Supreme Lord as Narayan dominates, and the healthy, unconditioned living beings live there by rendering loving service to the Lord in the capacity of servant, friend, parents, and fiancé. There are the unconditioned living beings, enjoy, uh, there, rather, there the unconditioned living beings enjoy life in full freedom with the Lord, whereas the impersonless jnanis and yogis enter into the impersonal glowing effulgence of the Vaikuntha planets. The Vaikuntha planets are all self-illuminating like the sun, and the rays of the Vaikuntha planets are called the Brahmajyoti. The Brahmajyoti is spread unlimitedly, and the material world is but a covered portion of an insignificant part of the same Brahmajyoti. This covering is temporary, and therefore it is a sort of illusion. Bhishma Dev, as a pure devotee of the Lord, entered the spiritual realm of one of the Vaikuntha planets, where the Lord in his eternal form of Parthasarati, 
predominates over the unconditioned living beings who are constantly engaged in the, in the service of the Lord. The love and affection which bind the Lord and the devotee are exhibited in the case of Bhishma Dev. Bhishma Dev never forgot the Lord in his transcendental feature as the Parthasariti. And the Lord was present personally before Bhishma Dev when he was passing to the transcendental world. That is the highest perfection of life. And by the way, that word Parthasariti refers to what? Or to whom? That's exactly right. Krishna, the chariot driver, or Arjuna. Arjuna is known as Partha, or the son of Prita, or Kunti. Om Jnana Timirandasya Gananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Dena Tasmai Sri Gurave Sri Chaitanya Marobishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Hakadamaya Dadati Swavarantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Dutta Padakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavam Scha Sri Rupam Sagradatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Savadvaitam Savaduttam Padijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitam Scha he Krishna Karanasando Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakan Chana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vyevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namah Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadigaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Shri Shri Vada Kalachandidam Ki Jai so we would endeavor as devotees of the Supreme Lord and disciples of our disciplic succession, we would endeavor to follow the example of Sri Bhishmadev, who lived a very pious life. And as a result of that piety that he showed during his lifetime, uh, he was able to, to see the Supreme Personality of Godhead as he lay on his deathbed which was arrows piercing every inch of his body from the bow of Arjuna, the bow known, known as Gandiva. And so even in that state, he was aloof from his body and he was able to give all kinds of wonderful instructions, especially to the Pandavas and of the Pandavas, especially to the king, Yudhishthir. And so... Um, we we would like to think that we also are in the position now to share with others the knowledge that we have gained over the past decades 
uh, about the Supreme Lord and try to help others begin the end of their stay in this material world. So we, we, we titled the topic for today, Following the Example of Sri Bhishma Dev. There are reasons that people have for not believing in a Supreme Lord. For thinking that everything is uh, acting according to mechanical principles, and even the origin of the material world, and of course, they don't know where the ingredients came from, but they presume that they've been around eternally. But the origins, uh, they are also um, coming from the Supreme Lord, from his energy, and they're acting in accordance with the laws set forth by the Supreme Lord so that the living entities who come into this material world of their own choosing uh, can live a, a pleasant life one that in which they can find some happiness. But we find in our dealings with people in our society that we're living in today, particularly the Western civilization, we call it civilization, we wonder sometimes, but uh, we, we find that they're lacking in knowledge of, of what lies beyond the five senses. From the time that we're in, our, in the cradle uh, after we've been born, we began becoming in, uh, bombarded by information that comes from the, the persons around us, our loving parents and other friends and relatives who come and look at us as a little baby squirming in the crib. And from that moment forward, uh, they begin to help us understand that we are these bodies and we're collecting all the information about the universe around us through our five senses. So uh, being in a state like that, it is, it is almost impossible to be able to imagine the greatness and omnipotence uh, and the omnipresence of the Supreme Lord. To understand that everything around us is made of the energy of the Lord. And at some point in time, at, at a given uh, uh, interval of time, uh, that then the, all of these material ingredients will go back into the huge body that the Lord assumes, uh, lying on the causal ocean. And this is, uh, this is uh, this is Karuna Dakshai Karuna Dakshai Vishnu, Karuna Nashai Vishnu. Some Prabhupada sometimes calls him, lying on the carnal, uh, ca causal ocean, and from his body, from the body of this gigantic form of the Lord, uh, Vishnu, comes from the pores of his body, uh, emanate the universes. By the millions. As a matter of fact, it is said there are just unlimited numbers of universes that come out of this body at a certain time. And, uh, and then the living entities, by the glance of the Lord over that universe, the living entities are given different kinds of bodies depending on the activities that they have performed in their previous lifetimes and depending also on the state of consciousness that they have attained to 
uh, at the end of their most recent lifetime. So they, it is practically impossible then to help others to understand how huge this form of the Supreme Lord is and the fact that even as large as it is, the, uh, the, the universes themselves are relatively small, coming, having come from the pores of that Lord Vishnu. And so, uh, the living entities who had taken their births previously in the universes, when the universes were wound up again within the bodies, body of the Supreme Vishnu, then the living entities also, uh, went to sleep. And they did, they were unconscious of what it, whatever was going on at, you know, while the, um, the universes were being unmanifest. And so, um, coming into this world, not only do we think that, uh, everything that is related to our bodies is the reality of this, of this, uh, existence. But also, um, people come to think of their own misfortunes as having been brought about simply by the law of chance, if there is such a law. And we understand, of course, that nothing really happens by chance, that the Supreme Lord is in control of all activities in the world. It is said that not a blade of grass moves in all the three worlds without the sanction of the Supreme Lord. And we know also that what we call our mind and our intelligence are also not part of us, but they're actually coming from the energy of the Lord. But we interact with them so much and so frequently that it is very difficult for us to understand where they have come from and where they're going to be taking us. So if anything bad happens to us, we think that this has just come about by chance. Or, maybe even worse, we think that some other living entity, for example, some other human being or an animal even, is the cause of the difficulties that one has. And they believe that happiness can be achieved only by one's own efforts. Or, again, by luck, by chance. So uh, this is the idea that most people have of the universe that they have taken their birth in. They don't understand that behind all of this, there is a creator who has designed all the universes to house the living entities like ourselves that come into the universe and take these gross material bodies and then try to make some sense of it all. And so by listening to those around us, we've come to believe that really our purpose in this material world is to try to find some lasting form of happiness. And therefore we began to accumulate all the trappings that go with being a human being, which means our body, we, we continue to grow in this body if we're fortunate and don't give up our bodies prematurely. Uh, we develop our intelligence uh, that goes with this body, and we learn about all of the different uh, qualities of this material nature that can be used to make us happy. And so that's what we set about to do. And we really are convinced that the greatest thinkers in our societies, the scientists, are usually given credit 
for coming up with all kinds of mechanical objects, things that can help us to enjoy this lifetime more if we just can get our hands on them. And so then we began trying for that. We even go to school for many, many years to develop some kind of an education or and a profession so that we can go out and uh, make a, a proper livelihood and we can find the right partner to be with and we can sometimes have children. And then we, started, we settle in. Uh, if we can find ourselves a decent place to live, we can we settle into enjoying what this life has to offer. Uh, but we often find that we're frustrated in our attempts, and therefore we begin to ask questions about who am I really? What am I doing here? What am I supposed to be doing? What's my real purpose in this lifetime? Why do I have to grow old and get sick and eventually I have to give up my body? And we have seen that many, many personalities, when they reach a certain age, then the likelihood that they're going to give up their body and move on to another destination becomes very uh, clear to us, even though we're, we're not so much accustomed to thinking about what is going to happen after we leave these bodies. And many people think that at the end of the body, that's the end of existence, that's the end of our being in this material world. And they have no idea then that what comes afterward is a punishment or it's a reward for what they've done in this, in the previous lifetime, previous lifetimes, let's make that plural, because we know that the reactions to what we do are following us from one body to the next body, and we're always in the process of either enjoying those reactions or suffering those reactions. And someone has said that uh, Srimati Radharani is asked, was asked the question one time, what is the most valuable thing in the material world? So that's a rather interesting question to pose to Srimati Radharani, since uh, Mahamaya, who is the controller of this material world, or Durga, is actually an expansion of that supreme energetic personality of Godhead, Radharani. So she was asked, what is the most valuable thing in this material world? You might be surprised at her answer. Suffering, she said, is the most valuable thing. Because suffering is what gives us the impetus then to try to find out who we are in this material world, why we're having to suffer, why we're having to watch our relatives suffer, our sons and daughters, our spouses, our grandparents had to suffer. Why is, why is it that we ha- are having to suffer? And until we begin suffering, or see other people suffering, which causes us to suffer in turn, we never ask the right questions about this material world, why we're here. So we find that we have to accept an authority on topics not related to the senses, because that's actually the, the realm from which we come, a realm in which there are spiritual bodies, not material bodies. 
And these spiritual bodies are not actually subject to all the miseries and temporary happinesses that come with this material body. Um, so, whom do we turn to for information? Generally, we look for the most intelligent people in our society, which turns out to be the scientists. But we find that there is no respite in what the scientists tell us about this material world. They do not know themselves who they are or the reason that they're here. They just presume that I am a very fortunate person. I am making a good income. I am providing for my family nicely. I live in a beautiful house. I drive a nice car. And I have all the trappings that are associated with success. But we find that they don't really, they can't really tell us how to get rid of these, uh, these difficulties that we're having to undergo. Because they don't know. Instead, we're told, uh, just continue on. Do your job and, and, uh, take care of your family and as best you can, take care of your neighbors. And everything is going to come out all right. But that's not true. It does not come out all right. Because if we live long enough, we will become old. And we become old, and these bodies then allow us to suffer some of the miseries for the activities that we have performed, not only in this lifetime, but in previous lifetimes. So we... Uh, then if we're lucky, we come into contact with a bona fide source of knowledge. And for many of us who are in this International Society for Krishna Consciousness, that came in the form of some transcendental literature from our founder, Acharya Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And because we came into contact with a source of knowledge, we began to become knowledgeable. And with that knowledge, then, we can improve our lives. Uh, well, not only is it the books that we read that have convinced us of the, the veracity of this Vedic knowledge, but also we observe the character and the words and the activities of those who call themselves followers of this Vedic civilization. Followers of a spiritual master, a representative of the Supreme Lord. So we observe them, and we see that uh, uh, that they are different from others we see in the society around us. Even though they may be doing pretty much the same kind of things, like going to a job to make money to supply a family, taking care of one's family, providing their needs, seeing that the children are educated, all those things go on, and and we see that uh, those persons who are devotees of the Lord, they are performing what seem to be the same kinds of activities. But we uh, we notice then that uh, there are results that they're getting that are different from those which other people in society are getting. Sometimes they do acquire some wealth, as devotees we know have done, uh, maybe from uh, being successful in business, maybe from inheriting a sum of money from someone that has passed away and has been our relative and left us some money. 
Uh, but what we do with that money, the opulence that we have, is different from what we did before we came into contact with this bona fide representative of Krishna, Srila Prabhupada, and then Srila Prabhupada's disciples also. And now his, his disciples have other disciples of whom we're a member of that group. So, uh, uh, many, many people in this community back in the 1970s and 80s took their spiritual initiation from His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, who was a direct disciple of Srila Prabhupada. And we have found that we can experience different results by applying a different method of getting through this material world. We don't have to uh, undergo some of the kinds of suffering that the persons who find themselves to be gross materialists are having to tolerate uh, because we have seen the activities of the representative of the Supreme Lord and his followers, and we have found that those people are generally happier than the ones that we have known in the past. So we have to find a way to deal with those persons who are non-believers, the ones who have grown up thinking that all the information I receive from this universe is coming through my five senses. Therefore, I must be this body. So we want to deal with non-believers uh, who have no knowledge. Uh, we want to become available to them um, and they're, because they're always in distress of some kind or another. Uh, you ask a person on the street, how's it going for you? And they say, oh, fine, fine. But then if you stand and talk with that person for a little while, or you sit in your house and you talk with a visitor who has come, you find that things are not really all that good. And so they're in a state, constant state of distress, always looking for happiness but looking for it in all the wrong places. And so, you know, at being compassionate persons as we become, we like to share knowledge because we know that it's only out of ignorance of, uh, of the, our purpose for being here, who we are, what is our destination. Only because of that ignorance are people having to suffer piteously in this universe. And so we, we gather knowledge ourselves and then we share that knowledge with other people, which is what Srila Prabhupada wanted us to do very much. He wanted us to distribute the literatures that he had spent the goodly portion of the last 12 years of his life translating and getting printed and, and passed out to people in the public. And we have people in our very community now that spent a lot of their younger lifetimes uh, uh, trying to distribute literature to persons who really didn't want it. But still, we tried to get them to take a copy of the literature because we know from Srila Prabhupada that this is the, going to be the only source of, of respite that these people have. And this is the only way that they will learn to mollify some of the suffering that they have to undergo in this material world. So then we show, we try to show by example 
how one can become satisfied by changing his lifestyle and accepting a more renounced position in which everything that we have is dedicated for the benefit of the Supreme Lord, dedicated to bring him happiness. And we even offer ourselves in friendship to those persons who are groping about in this material world which is dark generally, except for the appearance of the sun and the moon. But it's generally a very dark place spiritually, we can say, to have to take a birth. And so we offer our friendship to those persons that we're taking, uh, we're having some compassion on, because we don't want them to have to stay in this world when we know that there is another place available to us to go, when we leave these human forms behind, these gross material bodies. So we offer them that kind of friendship, and we're willing to be their friends for our entire lifetimes, if they wish. And many times the persons who come to know about the devotees of Krishna do wish that they could become lifetime friends with some of those people whom they find to be uh, uh, more caring about their own situation, uh, the uh, situation of the person who is just coming into Krishna consciousness for the first time. So we have found that there are benefits that we receive by giving this knowledge to other people. Um, it, It tends to make us become very happy when we see that they become happy. Because if we know a little bit about them, we know that uh, this whole lifetime that they have been going through, whether they're 15 years old or 30 or 50 or 70, uh, we know that previously, before they came into touch with the devotees, that they were living a pretty miserable existence. If for no other reason than just boredom. Because once we get accustomed to everything around us, we find that the changes that go on are perhaps not that interesting as they could be. And so we become bored very easily. And because we're miserable and we're bored, then in the past we have taken to using some form of intoxication to change our consciousness. And we have found out now by coming into the society of other devotees that that intoxicated state that we're in simply reduces us to the level of the lower living entities like the animals and the trees. And that this is not the really the goal of the human life. Our goal is to try to get back out of this material world into the place where there is no suffering, or vaikunta, the place where those persons who become perfected in their lives go to spend the rest of eternity. And so um, another thing that causes us, another factor that causes us some happiness is knowing that we are assisting our spiritual master who is the one that kind of reached out and grabbed us back in. Um, Early on, in in the uh, 1979, my wife and I came here from East Tennessee. This community was just being kind of reformed. There were there were some people living here, 
But uh, because of Srila Prabhupada's departure, a lot of changes were taking place. And uh, so different uh, of his very responsible disciples were given different zones, as they referred to them, um, to, to, you know, to try to help people in those places. Our own spiritual master, Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, was assigned the middle part of the United States, stretching all the way from Houston, Texas, uh, up through Chicago, Illinois. And there were, there were devotees that had, had already become interested in taking up devotional practices, uh, who were interested in, um, coming to either Houston or Dallas or St. Louis or Chicago, and working with His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami to try to spread this literature and this knowledge of the Supreme Lord, which was given to us by Srila Prabhupada before his departure in 1977. So my wife and I came with three other couples from East Tennessee to Dallas in 1979, and because of some medical difficulties we were having with one of our children, and because of the situation that was here in this community at the time, we decided not to continue staying here, but to rather to move back to Mississippi to the farm known as New Taliban. And I was planning to leave my wife and children there at the farm so that they could enjoy the, the community life of devotees while I went off to work in New Orleans, which was about an hour's drive away. But... Uh, the person who had been responsible for our coming to Texas from East Tennessee, Jamal Krishna Goswami, uh, got in touch with us and asked us to please return. He said, because you have left, we have reevaluated the situation here, and we've decided that the householders should go out and get jobs as they had before they came and support themselves and their families and if you have any any extra funds left over, you can offer those to the temple. And if you if one of your one of the spouses in the, in the family has some extra time not working at a job, then he or she can come and help out in the temple and do various uh, kinds of devotional activities. So uh, we we found that. Um, this was a great act of compassion as we looked at it years later that Tamal Krishna Goswami would make the attempt to get us back here in, in the Dallas community where he believed that we would stand a better chance of improving our spiritual life than if we went somewhere else. And besides, he had come up to get us along with the other three families from East Tennessee. And so he did not want to see those of us who had begun our spiritual life here uh, to get become discouraged and give it up. So he encouraged us to come back. And so we did come back in 1980. And so we have been here ever since that time. Now it's been about 41 years that we've been here. And so we have found that uh, that devotees are generally very kind to other persons that they meet. Well, they're kind to living entities in general. Even animals, devotees are generally kind to because they recognize that in those bodies there is a spirit soul that is just like that which is in this human form that we have. And that is the living entity who occupies that body. So we become happy then by 
helping other people to get started on their spiritual lives, and this this makes them happy. And so, therefore, we benefit from the happiness that we see in other people who when they when they begin taking up this process. But we also find out that uh, it's it, it is our spiritual master who is chiefly responsible for the fact that we have remained here in this environment, whereas we could have stayed where we grew up and probably enjoyed a, a pretty decent life, as much as could be enjoyed out there. But nonetheless, because we had some curiosity and we wanted information, we came to this community in Dallas and we learned from other people and then we gained some of that compassion that they had. And we wanted to use it to make other people happy and to make our spiritual master happy. And then we find that in, in the, uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, even Krishna states that he is happy. He says that anybody who explains this knowledge of the, of the Supreme Lord, this intimate knowledge of himself, uh, to the devotees who are not envious of him, uh, there has, has never been one more dear to him than this person who does that, who gives that knowledge to other people. Nor has there ever been one more dear to him than that person. Nor at any time in the future will there be one more dear to him than that person. And he says also in that last chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Yaidam paramam guyam mad avibid asyati bhaktim mai param kritva mam evaishyatyasam saya. For one who explains this supreme secret to the devotees, pure devotional service is guaranteed, and at the end, he will come back to me. So we want this for ourselves. We want this for our family members, and we would like this for everybody that we come into contact with. So following in the footsteps of, of Sri Bhishma Dev, we're trying to help uh, spread this knowledge here. We're, we're approaching the end of our lifetimes, just as uh, Sri Bhishma Dev was doing. He was about to give up his body, and so he made it his goal then to inform those persons who were dear to him, the Pandavas especially, and King Yudhisthira in particular, inform them how to help the people of the kingdom of the earth uh, turn their faces toward the Supreme Lord who was now standing right in front of Bhishma Dev so that when Bhishma gave up his body, he was just gazing at the Supreme Lord and remembering all the wonderful pastimes that he had performed on this planet, remembering the loving compassion he showed to those, especially those who uh, practiced uh, what we have come to know as bhakti yoga. That means that by performing some devotional service to the Supreme Lord, we can become ourselves happy, and by helping engage others in that service, we can also help them to become happy. And so this is the, this is the goal of Bhishma Dev, and it should be the goal of every devotee now 
who has been in the Society for Krishna Consciousness for years or decades, or even for those who have just joined recently, or a year ago, or a year, maybe two years ago, and who have stuck around because they like the company of the devotees and they like the wonderful knowledge that comes as a result of being in the presence of those devotees. So this is our goal, to become that kind of person who can influence others to take up this Krishna consciousness and become happy themselves and help pass that happiness along to others. Hare Krishna. So at this point, I will end today's discussion, and I'll ask if there are any questions or comments from from the gathering that we have in our temple room now. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so uh, we wish everybody a wonderful uh, Friday and a good weekend as well. We invite you to come to our temple and take darshan, take means to be seen by the supreme form of the Lord, here whom we know is Radha and Kalachanji, uh, the deity form of the Lord, and to take some association with the devotees. And if you're lucky, find some bishadam or foodstuffs that have been prepared for and offered to the supreme Lord, because we know that this will help everything become right. Hare Krishna. We offer our humble obeisances to all the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord who are just like desire trees, who fulfill the desires of everyone and who are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. Vanchakalpatarubhyas cha kripasindavya eva cha patitanam bhavanibhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namah anantakoti vaishnavrindiki jai. Iskan Bibiti Foundra Charja Srila Prabhupada Kijai Srimad Bhagavatam Kijai Shishivara Kalachanjidam Kijai Gora Premananda Hari Hari Bo Hare Krishna to everyone.